prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this evening. Father, I thank you for these, uh, these blessings that have come out to hear your word, Lord, and to have you manifest the healing power that Jesus paid for 2,000 years ago in their, in their bodies, Father. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you f that you are already here because you reside on the inside of each and every one of us if we're born again. And so we thank you for that, Father. Thank you that you have chosen to take up residence within us. And Lord God, we give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do because you actually did it 2,000 years ago. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so here we are at healing service. So we need to know what are, what's the... the underlying foundation when did sin sickness and disease come it came it wasn't started by father god it came when adam and eve sinned they were deceived by satan and then that's when they sinned that brought in sickness brought in disease and all uh, a bunch of other stuff so that's what we're looking at that's the underlying factor so if you're dealing with anything that's dealing with sickness or disease, that's when it originated. And it's been passed down throughout the ages, throughout the generations, and people have dealt with uh, all sorts of different things, but that is not God's will for you. If you're dealing with something tonight, that is not Father God's will. And we're, I'm going to show you some different things tonight, some different scriptures uh, and how Father God loves you, and that how He set up a covenant for you, a uh, covenant of healing, of, um, way back when, all the way back in Exodus in the Old Testament, for His people. And so we're going to go ahead and start. Said uh, Satan is the originator of sin, sickness, and disease. Today, talking about today, not talking about back in Adam and Eve's day. Today. He has demonic spirits that cause sickness and disease in people. That is their assignment, to bring forth sickness and disease into your, into your life. You must realize that Father God never put sickness on His children to teach them something or to see how much faith they have. If you have been taught that, you have been deceived, just like Satan deceived Adam and Eve. That's not the way Father God works. Father God loves you. Adam and Eve, before their fall, never had to deal with sickness and disease. Adam and Eve had it made. But once Satan came in and deceived them, and they sinned, that's when it all started. If God wanted His people to be free from the uh, effects of the fall, He wanted them to live in divine health. And even today, He wants you to live in divine health. He doesn't want you to be sick. That is not His uh, goal in your life to make you sick to try to teach you something. You've got to realize this. Sickness and disease comes by Satan. Nobody else. Right. God made a healing covenant for His people. God promises He will keep His people from disease in Exodus 15, 26. That's a pretty good promise, isn't it? That He wants to keep you well. But the thing is, though, do we really want to be well? 
You know, some people thrive on being sick. So do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be whole? Exodus 15, 26, it says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which have been brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. He didn't say, I'm the Lord who makes you sick to teach you something. I am the Lord who heals you. And in that statement, the word heals is actually rapha. And when he put his name in there, Lord, he's saying, he's tying himself to this promise. This is a promise. This is a covenant Father God established way back when. Way back when. And this is the Old Testament, and we know that we come under a better covenant in the New Testament. All right. He tied his name to this. For I am the Lord, that's Jehovah, or Yahweh, who heals you, Rapha. His name declares that it is his nature to be the healer to those who obey his word. For his people to live from disease, they must, first thing, diligently hearken to his voice. Do what is right in his sight. Do his commandments and keep his statutes. And guess what? We're talking about Old Covenant. We're talking about Old Testament. It's a different ball game now since we're in the New Testament. Other Old Testament scriptures you can refer to is Exodus 23:25. Just letting you know that God's promise was his covenant of healing for his people. Exodus 23:25. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. He's going to bless our bread and water and then take sickness away from the midst of us. He doesn't want us to be sick. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy. You know, God is the same. God does not change. If he had a healing covenant back then, you know, if Jesus never came, we would have a healing covenant now. But Jesus came, praise God. And we're going to get into some of the New Testament scriptures, which guarantee you health and healing in your bodies. It said, uh, Deuteronomy 7, 9, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. Not just way back then, but for a thousand generations. He's just reassuring these people that, hey, I'm, I'm going to be your healer. You do what I tell you to do, and you follow what I ask you to do, then you, you're going to be totally whole. You're going to be healed. You know, one word I like to use is umbrella. It's like a covenant umbrella. His healing uh, covenant, that promise is like a healing umbrella that we can stand out in, up underneath, 
And if we decide, now that I'm talking about back then, if they were to get out from that umbrella by doing, doing whatever they wanted to, sickness and disease would come on them because they're out from his healing umbrella, that covenant umbrella. But when they get back in here and ask for repentance, then that healing process still took place. Okay, does that make any sense? Good, good. All right, Deuteronomy 7.15. And the Lord will take away from you some sickness. No, all sickness. Deuteronomy 7.15. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. Have a headache? That's a sickness. He'll take it away from you. No matter what it is, if it's a sickness, He promises to take it away from you. And, it, and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. What are His benefits? Good things are His benefits. Healing, one of His benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities. Who forgives all of our sins. Father God forgives you of your sins, who heals all of your diseases. All, A-L-L, that's every single one of them. He will heal you. That's what He wants. He wants to heal you. He doesn't want His children sick. Back then it wasn't His children. We can't be children until Jesus came. Jesus made us back one with the Father. But He wants you healed. You've got to realize this. You know, if, if some kind of junk you're dealing with, you've got to remember who started that. Who's, who's the instigator of that? Who wants you sick? You know, Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, He says, The thief comes but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. So in other words, if you've got stealing, killing, and destroying in your life, it's not from Jesus. It's from Satan. Jesus says, I've come that you would have life and have life more abundantly. So if you are uh, dealing with a debilitating disease or sickness, that's not God's best for you. I'm here to show you God's best and what God wants for you. What God wants for each and every one of you. You don't have to be sick. He says, who heals all your diseases. So we've heard the word all how many times? Two, three times? Just in these few scriptures that I have mentioned to you. Father God wants you healed. And when we stop and, and think and talk about healing, this is probably one of the most healing, uh, famous healing passages there is in the Old Testament. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. It says, Surely... He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. That's our sin. He was bruised or crushed to pieces for our iniquities. That's our guilt for our behavior. And the chastisement for our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes, who are we talking about? Talking about Jesus. And by His stripes, we are healed. 
Okay, let's go back and, and look at this verse again. The word born says he has borne our griefs. That means he suffers punishment for something. Something that he didn't do, but something that we did. And it says he has borne our griefs. You know what our griefs are? It's that sickness. If you go back into the Hebrew, it's the word sickness. He has already taken care of your sickness for you, so you don't have to carry it. And then we look at the word uh, sorrows. It says, and he carried our sorrows. What sorrows? He's already taken your pain. The word carry means to bear something as a penalty or chastisement for something. He's already taken your sickness, and He's already taken all your pain so that you don't have to deal with it. And the thing is, we've got to get in line with the Word, get our thinking in line with the Word, and start believing what God's Word says and walking in it. Where does sickness and disease come from? Thank you. Satan. Where does healing come from? Father God, right? Jesus. Amen. Amen. Carried to bear something as a penalty or chastisement for something. Surely he has suffered punishment for our sickness and bore as a penalty and chastisement our pain. Jesus has taken care of your sickness, your disease, and your pain. The message translation. The same scriptures. But the fact is, it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements. All the things wrong with us. We thought it, he brought it on himself. That God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him. That ripped and tore and crushed him. It was our sins. He took the punishment and that made us whole. Through his bruises... We get healed. We're all like sheep who have wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all of our sins, everything we've done wrong, on Him. God poured everything out. All the sins poured out on Jesus. All your sickness poured out on Jesus. Everything. Father God did that so you wouldn't have to to bear it. So you wouldn't have to carry it. That's Father God's love for you. That's Jesus' love for you. Because He's the one that came down and received all this punishment. You know, and the thing is too, when we start looking at Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, we're not only talking about sickness and disease, we're talking about sin. We're talking about, a, when we get into the New Testament, we're talking about atonement, what Jesus did for us. Just what uh, Isaiah just got through saying. The atonement, everything. Everything is included in the atonement that you need. Forgiveness of sins, salvation, healing for sickness and disease. It's all one package. It's not separate. It's not separate. And we're going to see that here in a, in a few minutes in 1 Peter. 
Alright? This verse that we read in Isaiah says it gives clear evidence of the divine healing in the atonement. You know, you'll find some people that won't agree with this. Sadly. They don't agree with that. They, 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 a lot of people think, well, hey, you know, healing is not for today. That it went out. But that's a lie from the pits of hell. Who do, you, who do you think would start telling people that and then people start preaching it from pulpits? Who? Satan. Satan. So he can keep uh, Father God's people down with sickness and disease, so he comes up and tells them this lie, that healing's gone. The healing's gone. Hey, I can tell you, I've been in, been in this healing service enough to see people healed with uh, HIV that had a death sentence put on them. I've seen people that had cancer healed and walked out of here. So you cannot tell me that, it, that this is not for today. This is for today. This, this is the atonement package that Jesus paid for for each and every one of us. That we don't have to be sick. Okay, we come under a better covenant through Jesus. Matthew 4, 23 and 24. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. All right, let me stop here a minute. So who are we talking about now? Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Remember God's healing covenant said it goes through generations? But now here we have Jesus that has come on the scene. And this is His work that He is doing. It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all. There's that word again. Probably my favorite word. All kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. So it does not matter what you're dealing with. It does not matter what you have. If Jesus did it then, we can do it now. He told us. It's the gospel of the kingdom. It says, Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted. How many sick people did they bring to him? My favorite word, all. All. They brought all sick people to him. Why? He was healing them. They didn't have to be sick anymore. They were coming. It says, And all sick people who were afflicted with various disease and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them all. Every single one of them. So, if Jesus healed back then, even before his body was ripped apart in First Peter and he was put on the cross, is healing for today. If Jesus did it then, if we're saying no, then the Word of God is not for us today then. But the thing is, though, we know without a shadow of a doubt that this is Jesus' will. Jesus says, hey, I don't do the works. He says, my Father on the inside of me does the works. This is Father God's will. Remember, we go back to Exodus, and we have that healing covenant that Father God set up way back then. 
And now it's continued. But we don't have to go through all the stuff that they went through to, gr to grab hold of that healing. That healing is made for you. That's your benefit package. You know, I've said it many times in here. If you go to work for a company, you want to know what the benefits are, right? Huh? Anybody go for work for a company and say, well, what kind of benefits am I getting? I know I'm going to get my salary, but what kind of benefits? Am I getting health insurance, getting life insurance, uh, paid holidays? What am I getting? This is your benefit package that Father God has set up to you, set up for you through Jesus. The atonement, forgiveness of sins, and healing for your bodies. They go hand in hand. Okay, Matthew 8, 16 and 17. It says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed, my favorite word, all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So, what is Matthew referring to? Ex, uh, Exodus? Nope. Isaiah. It says Isaiah right here. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. He's letting them know that, hey, this was prophesied way back when, and Jesus is fulfilling this now. Healing all that were sick. Casting out demons. Where does sickness and disease come from? Demons. Demons. Jesus was getting rid of them. Setting people free. You know, in uh, Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. If you're dealing with any type of sickness or disease, you are oppressed. Who brings the oppression? By the devil. By Satan. Satan is the one that's oppressing you. Jesus came to do away with that. And the same, in the same power, the anointed, he says, anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with, with who? The Holy Spirit. How many of y'all are born again in here? Some of you? <laughs> Good. All of you are. The Holy Spirit and with power. So in other words, you sitting out there, have the Holy Spirit residing within you. And if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, that's the power. So everything that Jesus did, you can do. Everything Jesus did, you can do. That's a good, that's a good thing, isn't it? Okay. Is Jesus willing to heal you? Yes. Want Scripture to back it up? Of course you do. <laughs> Matthew 8, starting in verse 1. It says, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. That guy wasn't even supposed to be out, out in public. He could have gotten stoned. 
He wasn't supposed to be there. But he'd heard about Jesus. He knew that Jesus could heal him. But was Jesus willing to, to heal somebody like him? It's like the uh, scum of the earth, the low lowlifes. Didn't even rate in society. They had leper colonies that they had to go to. He knew that Jesus could, but was Jesus willing to heal him? But was Jesus willing to heal him? What did Jesus say? I am willing. And it's like, and I know she's healed, probably got ain't got any type of leprosy. But if, if, if Vanessa was the leper, and I'm Jesus, and she says, I know you can heal me, but are you willing? And how much love and compassion did Jesus show? Did Jesus, the leper come up and, and worship Jesus? Did Jesus back up? No, no, no. And if you touch somebody with leprosy, what's going to happen? You're going to get leprosy. Hey, where did leprosy come from? Satan. What did Jesus do? Jesus touched that man and said, I am willing. Be healed. Be cleansed. Because of the love and compassion that Jesus had for that man. Jesus knew everything that that man had gone through. And Jesus could have just stood back like I'm standing now and said, I'm willing to be cleansed. Be healed. But He didn't because of the love and compassion that He had for that man. And the same love and compassion that Jesus had then is still evident and available today. Amen? Amen. Jesus wants each and every one of you healed. He wants me healed. Whoever comes to Him, He wants healed. Okay, 1 Peter 2.24. Probably one of those uh, scriptures I use the most dealing with healing. It says, Who Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree, that we having died to sins, might live for righteousness. That's when Jesus took our sin. That's when He made salvation available to you. It says, By whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. That's past tense, isn't it? That's past tense. When were you healed? When Jesus' body was ripped apart before He went to the cross. When Jesus' body was ripped apart and His blood was shed on the ground. That's when you were healed. That's when you were healed. And if you were healed then, then you're healed now. Amen? It's, it's a done deal. That's past tense, present tense. You were healed, you are healed. Because of the love that Jesus had for each and every one of us. And then Jesus went to the cross. 
and all sin was laid upon him. Going back to Isaiah. All sin was laid upon him so that we could have eternal life. And more than eternal life, you know, so many people get saved and say, well, praise God, I'm going to heaven. Remember John 10.10? 10? Jesus says, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. That's the Zoe. There's no sickness and disease in the Zoe life. And tonight, that's what's going to be poured into you. That Zoe life. That Zoe life will knock out any sickness or any disease that you're dealing with. It'll knock out a cold. It'll knock out a headache. If your foot hurts, it'll knock out your foot hurting. So no matter what it is, that life that Jesus came to give to each and every one of us, that Zoe life, so that you can have abundant life. Like I said earlier, before when we got started, if you're dealing with something, that's not an abundant life, is it? If you're having to deal with uh, pain in your body, that's not an abundant life. That's not the kind of life that Father God wants you to live. That's not the kind of life that Jesus wants you to live. That's, that's not the kind of life I want you to live. I want everybody set free. I want everybody set free. Everybody that's oppressed of the devil. I want them set free. Just like Jesus. Amen. Just like Father God. And that's why you're here, hopefully. To get set free. To get set free. From whatever you're dealing with. Mentally, if you're dealing with stuff up here, Satan keeps talking to you. Let's get, let's get you healed from that. Any type of sickness, I'm going to get you healed from that tonight. Amen? Because it's Father God's will for each and every one of you to be totally whole. Totally whole. Okay, going back to 1 Peter 2.24, let me read it again. Who himself bore our sins, bore our sins, carried our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right where you sit. Amen? By whose stripes you were healed. Peter is quoting also Isaiah 53.5. His intent was that we are redeemed, that we're set free. Totally. Remember all, 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 He wants you set free totally. Mentally, physically, spiritually. Spirit, soul, and body. That's how Jesus wants you set free. That's how I want you set free. Amen? Alright, laying hands on the sick. That's what we're fixing to do. Let me read something to you. Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And it says, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So in other words, I could have gotten up here and said, The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and then started laying hands on people. It says, Heal the sick. 
How do we know that the kingdom of heaven is here? We heal the sick, we cleanse the lepers, we raise the dead, we cast out demons, for freely we have received, so freely we give. That's what Jesus told His disciples to do. To do. And guess what? I'm one of His disciples. Amen? I'm one of His disciples. And so are you. So are you. Now, this is what I want you to, to remember. Okay, if you're coming up here for prayer, remember that the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of me brings healing, brings life into your bodies. My part was to heal the sick, and then uh, is what he tells me, tells me to do. Then also in Mark 16, he says, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So I am being obedient to his word by laying hands on the sick and you will recover. Now, I do my part. The Holy Spirit on the inside of me does his part. I don't heal. I just lay hands on. The Holy Spirit is the one that heals. Amen? Even as Jesus said, my Father does the works, but it's actually it was the Holy Spirit because it says in, in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. It was the Holy Spirit in the personage of, of Father God. Remember, there are, there are three. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it was the Holy Spirit doing the works. And if you're going to be here tomorrow night, I'm kind of giving you a, little, a trailer of, of the message tomorrow. Amen? My part is laying on of hands and commanding sickness. I'm not going to, you know, I'm dating. Where did sickness and disease come from? Satan, the devil, demonic forces. So I'm not going to uh, be real nice to the devil. Amen? You know, I'm in a battle. I'm in a war, and we're, and we're going to win this. Amen? We're winning this tonight. Amen? We're going to win this tonight. It's because the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. You know, and you say, Pastor Rick, I don't have faith. Well, guess what? There's enough faith in this, in this room. There's enough faith in this room. Amen? To get you healed. To get you set free. Amen? So I'm, I'm excited. So if you come up here and I get a look excited and I start commanding uh, the demonic forces to leave, you know, it's not saying you're possessed. It's you're oppressed. Amen? And we're going to get rid of it. Then we're going to command uh, and, and have that Zoe life go into you. Because it's the Holy Spirit that's doing all of that. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking. I'm the mouthpiece, I'm the hands, and the Holy Spirit does the work. Amen? Amen. Father God, we just thank you for this evening, Lord. Father God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit on the inside of me is ready and willing because it's your will for each one here to walk out of here totally whole, Father. Father God, I thank you, Lord, as we walk as Jesus walked, as we do what Jesus did. Jesus said that we could do the same works that he did and even greater. Why? Because the Holy Spirit that you sent resides on the inside of us. And we thank you for that, Father. Thank you for the miracles, Lord God, that are taking place even as I speak, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.